If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. There are so many different types of video games. From the giant AAA blockbusters all the way to the smaller indie titles. We have sequels, we have new IP, we have remakes, we have remasters, we have reboots. But every once in a while, we get an event game. A game that transcends more than just what we expect from whatever. We expect game of the year quality. Whether it's Final Fantasy VII Remake, Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Elden Ring. This is the kind of funny games cast. And today, we have another event game. The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, will be reviewed by Blessing Adeoye Jr. That's me. What's up? I'm Tim Geddes, the host of the Kind of Funny Games cast. I am joined by Blessing Adeoye Jr. himself. Good afternoon, Tim. How many hours have you put into Zelda? I have played 70 hours of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That's not enough, dude. And no I way. cannot wait to ask you so many questions because you are the only person that has been able to play this game at Kind of Funny. Normally for reviews, we try to get a whole bunch of different voices, including the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Not only is he the only person who's played this game, he has not talked to us about it. I've asked, what would you give? How's it? And he just gives me some BS answer and walks away. Yeah, yeah. So here we are with the Texas Street Latino Heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds, the globetrotting, headshotting, rootin' tootin', three-point shooting, Nitro Rifle from Twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. I was really worried that Bless is going to lose his switch on an airplane again. I know. <laughs> we had this conversation where, like, I almost traveled somewhere, and Tim was like, oh, yeah, you can just take your switch with you. And I'm like, no. 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 I'm not taking my switch anywhere with Absolutely this game on Absolutely not. You will be thrown in Nintendo jail. Exactly. <laughs> For the rest of your life. I, I want to skip all this stuff. All right, real quick, you already know. This is the kind of funny games cast. Each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things. I want to skip all the stuff, but I'm going to no, do no, it. No, I want to skip, <laughs> skip the, But I'm going to do it. how we do it. But I'm going to do it. How we doing stuff. You know what I mean? We can talk about that on any other plethora of shows we have over here. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Of course, get the show ad free. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. And search all your favorite podcast services and subscribe to kind of funny games cast. P.S. I love you. XOXO. Kind of funny games daily. Kind of funny X cast. Because this summer. We're about to be gaming, folks. We're about to be gaming hard. We're going to be talking about everything. But review season's been going. we got to continue it going on right now. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining, for helping all this happen. And Shady Ray's our sponsor, but we'll tell you about that later. Thank you. Without further ado, Bless, I want to get right into it. What do you think about The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom? It's incredible. It's the, it's the thing you expect because, of course, we played Zelda Breath of the Wild. A lot of us here absolutely adore Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time. Playing through Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, this game pretty much takes Breath of the Wild and amps up every single element, so much so that this game makes Breath of the Wild feel like practice for making Tears of the Kingdom. The world is a lot bigger. Like, think about how big you think this game is and multiply that by at least two, possibly. The story is bigger and better, and I'd say more engaging. That was one of my things when I played Breath of the Wild originally, is that I, I for that game, I wanted a little bit more out of story. There are other Zelda stories that I, I would say that I enjoyed more, and I think this game brought it in terms of story, characters, the memories make it come back, and like I know people feel each and every way about the memories, but I think 
This time around, they found a way to make memories, one, easier to collect, but then also a bit more pertinent to what's happening in, like, the modern Link story. And so they feel a bit more important and engaging. The abilities are expanded and feel a bit, little bit more complex this time around. And I think that makes it so that in the first 10 hours or so, I found myself, like, really struggling with the controls, trying to figure out, all right, I can fuse whatever, I can, like, ascend whatever. Like, what does that mean in terms of how I can really use the abilities? Around 20 hours in those abilities start singing in a way where it feels like I can do anything. Like I am creating vehicles, I'm creating flying vehicles, I'm creating cars. I am solving all of my problems and obstacles just by <laughs> fusing things together. Yeah. And that system really does feel so expanded and so like limitless, way, way more limitless than even the abilities felt like in the previous game. Um, but then also like that feeling of adventure feels restored once again from Zelda Breath of the Wild. Like you're getting a lot of that feeling of, man, I am just exploring and taking everything at my own page, pace and I am discovering things and it feels like I am really carving out my own adventure. That feeling feels doubled down here in this game in a number of ways. But I think for me, it comes back to the fact that this is 1000% the sequel to Breath of the Wild. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of different ways I can take that, but those are my initial thoughts. Going from there, what score would you give it on the kind of funny scale? And mm. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild being your favorite game of all time, is mm. it better? So on the scale, I'm giving it a five out of five. It is, it is an amazing game, but not only is it amazing, I would say that this game is a masterpiece. And on the question of is it better than Breath of the Wild, that's a difficult one because that's one that I need time, right? Like Breath Fair. of the Wild, I, did, I never called Breath of the Wild my favorite game until after a year um, of playing it. Like it was after year one where I was like, I think this might be one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, and now it's there. But what I will say is that I think Tears of the Kingdom is in the conversation. Like I, it's in the conversation of being the best Zelda. It's in the conversation for sure of being better than Breath of the Wild. I think the fact that everything is amped up this time around, um, you can make the clear argument. I think the one thing is that I'll, uh, is, is I'll say that like Breath of the Wild is so special because that was the first time it did it. Tears yeah. of the Kingdom is doing that again, right? It's, do, it, it's doing it again, but so much of it feels familiar because you are exploring the same Hyrule. You are engaging with a lot of the same systems in terms of like how the weather works and how the climbing works and how the shrines are. There are shrines in this game. Like a lot of that stuff feels like it is taking all of the bones of Breath of the Wild and pushing it forward, but it does push it forward. And I think that's the big thing. And so... I'll say like a yes, maybe to is it better than Breath of the Wild? That's a great answer. It's a great answer so it's, far. Since it is the same Hyrule in mm -hmm. theory, I mean, years are in between them, obviously. Does it feel like it? Are you coming upon things like, oh, I remember this, or if I know if I go just go over this ledge, cliff, whatever, I'm going to see this? Does it feel like well worn territory, or does it feel completely different? I carved my, my initials in the rocks down here. It's still here. Wow. wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 1000%. Like, it feels like the same Hyrule, but that comes back to the idea of this is a sequel to Zelda Breath of the Wild. It, it does a thing that I didn't realize I wanted until I got further into the game because my first 10 hours, I was a little bit underwhelmed because it felt like I was playing Breath of the Wild again. Sure. It felt like, okay, I'm back in Hyrule. The game does the thing where it's like, hey, here are four big objectives. Go after the four big objectives. And those four big objectives take place in four familiar regions. If you played Breath of the Wild, you can guess the direction that it takes you in Tears of the Kingdom. Can I stop you right there real quick? Go for it. Spoiler-wise, how do you want to address this uh, of where we're going for people that might not want anything ruined for their experience on Zelda Breath or Tears of the Kingdom? Yeah, I'm not going to get into story spoilers. I'm not going to get into, like, you know, characters or plot or anything like that. I will talk about game structure. And so, like... I'm going to talk about like your, you know, the main mission and like how where that takes you, how it goes about like 
you know, I'm going to talk about th things like shrines being in the in the game. I'm going to answer the big questions, but story spoilers, I'm going to I'm going to stay away from. So if you're somebody who wants to go in blind, maybe play some of the game and come back. But I will, I'll be, I'm going to be very open in terms of talking about things. But I'm going to try not to spoil vital things. Great. And leave a comment and say, I'm coming back. Don't worry, bless. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, to go back to your question, right? Like, this is the sequel to Breath of the Wild. So what that means is, like I was saying, right? You got the four big objectives. It's taking you to similar places. All of those, the same layout of Hyrule is there. So like, you know where Zora's Domain is. You know where Brito's Village is. You know where Gerudo Valley is. Like, all of that stuff is the same. You're going to see a lot of the same points of interest. The thing that makes it really interesting and that made it really fun um, coming back to this world is the fact that everything is moved on in some way. And so you're going to return to, you know, the um, the Rito place. And it's going to be, okay, what's ha like, what's going on here? What is the story progression that's happened to where you're breathing new life into this place? Uh, oh, they got a CVS now. That's it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, they got a Dollar General. <laughs> they're expanding here. <laughs> but, like, uh, an example I'll give is that um, Luralin Village, which is a village that you just happened to come across in the previous game in Breath of the Wild. In that game, it was just a fishing village, right? You come here, there's a shrine, there's people hanging out, and, like, you can talk to people and you'll get side quests or whatever, but it's not really a major location. I, as I was exploring the map, I was like, oh, shit, Luralin Village. Let's check in on what's happening there. And Bacoblins had taken over. Like oh, had, no. Yeah, like, this is funny enough. I told that to Barrett. He had the exact, exact same reaction. I mean, I was just sad. Like, <laughs> the exact same uh, Fishing Village decimated, you know? Yeah, but, like, you, there's Bacoblins the Bacoblins were like, we were here first. <laughs> he took our shit. And so, basically, back. like, you go there, and it's like, all right, cool. Let's fight off these Bacoblins. Like, let's do this thing. And... In pretty much every single major or minor point of interest in Breath of the Wild, there's been some twist. There's been something that's happened to bring it forward. Um, but then on top of that, right, there is newness in the Sky Islands and in sure. the ways in which there has been, like, an upheaval, right? Like, we've seen in the trailers, Hyrule Castle is, like, risen from the ground. And so what that means for Tears of the Kingdom is that the... Like the the like you know geometry of the world has changed a bit. There are new caves. There are things to new things to explore. Right, like things have been shaking up in in a lot of ways. And like that upheaval will then apply to going back to certain places and being like, oh, what's happened here? Um, but it's the same but different. Right, it feels like you're coming back to the same world, but there's been more. There's time has passed. Can I ask a dumb question? Mm -hmm. This is, it'll show how much of a media blackout I've done my best to be on for this game. I could have. Is this not a prequel? Is this actually in the, this is going forward? It yeah. is. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was there a rumor early on that it, we all thought, looking at trailers, it was going to be a prequel? For uh, some no. reason, I thought we were doing I've this thing. I've out like a million different theories. That it was okay. Ganon travel. back in the day. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Ganondorf, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, just going off of this with the, the comparisons, because I know a lot of it's on a lot of people's minds. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of great duologies recently, like even looking at Last of Us, looking at uh, God of War Ragnarok, where I think that there was like a lot of expectation for the sequel to uh, not only, you know, meet the expectations we have, but to even go beyond that and like be even bigger and better, where the first one was a revolution. What can the second one do? Do you think that this is in that same conversation that we've we've seen for those games? It reminds me a bit of the review for God of War Ragnarok, where one of the first things I mentioned was playing God of War Ragnarok felt like I was picking the controller back up from the end of God of War 2018. And Tears of the Kingdom feels like I'm picking up the controller from the end of Breath of the Wild, right? But of course, like more time has passed. And, you know, like in the way that, for me, the big worry with Ragnarok and the big worry for Tears of the Kingdom has been living up to the original entry. Is this going to be as big and great and as special as that original release? I think it, hits all that in ways that I just didn't expect, right? The It's been six years since Breath of the Wild. That game came out in 2017. We're now in 2023. And so 
picking up the controller and having the game move the same as Breath of the Wild, having the environments be similar in terms of, okay, I know what this Hyrule is, having the combat be the same, having like the sound design, be, having a lot of that stuff be similar. And I being was, like, I can't remap the buttons. And being like, I can't remap the buttons the way I want to, except for the jump button and the sprint button. <laughs> uh, you know, those are things where uh, upon first booting up the game, I was a bit taken aback. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be a lot more of the same. But the more you play, the more you start to see where the six years come in. Like, it is content-packed. Uh, I it, it feels like they took a lot of the the feedback in terms of, oh man, but like uh, the world is empty. Like oh, I want more. Like yada yada. And they've by by the time I like you know stepped out into the open world and I look around, it feels like a bit more of a jam packed uh, Hyrule. Points of interest were everywhere in a in a in a really cool way. And then you look toward the Sky Islands. You look toward the story content. And so much so much of that stuff is bringing it. Like the idea of Breath of the Wild feeling like a tee up for this game to finally fulfill that full vision of what they want this thing uh, to be it feels like it's there it feels like this is oh shit y'all put your everything into this and so yeah i think it's in the conversation of i want i think it lives up for sure to what breath of the wild set up but yeah i think it's going to be in the conversation of duologies and like oh man i can't believe how well this thing nailed it especially like i don't know if there's gonna be a third game after this but like yeah i think i i i think for the one-two punch of breath of the wild tears of the kingdom for sure th this thing succeeded on may 3rd 7.57 a.m. I was able to get the following out of you. It's incredible, but it's also it's a gigantic game. Mm -hmm. Maybe the biggest slash most jam-packed open world I've ever played. Yeah. Do you stand... Is it, now that you're done with it and you've put 70 hours in it, is it the most jam-packed world? And what does that mean exactly? Is it that everyone has a quest or is it that there's just shit everywhere? <laughs> it's... It's that it's just it's big, right? Like it's it's that like there's a lot to do. The Sky Islands and new uh like the new elements they've added into the to, uh, to the map make it just so expansive and i've i feel like i can play this game forever okay. right like i'm 70 hours in and i still have a laundry list of things to do like i was talking to barrett the other day about how like he's asking questions about the game and i'm like oh yeah i've done this thing i've done this thing i've gone here i've done this and barrett's like oh have you visited Terrytown? and i'm like no i really want to and i'm 70 hours into the game yeah and there are still things that i desperately want to do because I've had those moments in Breath of the Wild, and I know that like if I go to a place like Terrytown or if I go to a different location like the Lost Woods or like um, even Tide Island, I know there are probably going to be big things waiting for me there because those are special moments from the from the um, original game. But 70 hours in, there's still so much left that I want to do, and I've completed the story, of course, and like I've done so much. But it feels like it keeps going, and there's more I want to talk about. But like, and to answer that question more, but I'm saving some stuff for like the second half because. You know, again, I don't want to spoil this game for people. You want to give people a real chance to get out, get off. You've, exactly. You've, seen, you've listened. You did. Now get off. The bus is going to, to spoilerous town. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to ask, bless. You mentioned around the twenty-hour mark that that's when all the abilities start to really kind of. That's when you feel like you can really utilize everything, and that's when you felt most comfortable and not super overwhelmed by all the mechanics at the beginning. That feeling that you mentioned of this is more than just a sequel this is way more than just breath of the wild how long did it take for that what like you mentioned you noticing oh this is where the six hours of development or the six years of development went into at what moment did you kind of like oh shit this is i see this now it it i think it came in waves where in the first few hours of playing the game uh, playing the game i'm exploring hyrule and i come across a thing and i'm like oh it's a little cave like let's go in there and i'm like i go and i'm like oh shit like this is different. Like, this is not what I expected from this game, right? Like, there, like, there are so many new things here, just in terms of like things to discover and things to explore. But then also, 
when we're talking about the abilities and and you know I'll, I'll i'll talk about them right like you got the new fuse ability you got the ultra hand ability you got ascend and you got recall which is way different from the rune abilities that you had in breath of the wild right where it is you can you know freeze time with um stasis, stasis. you have like you know cryonis i believe which is like the ice blocks that you can pull up yeah. and all that stuff cryonesis but i called it the i call it frozen block power and some people in my Easier chat were like that's not what it's called, man. I was like, it's frozen block power to me. Yeah. I was like, not, are those getting added to like a separate row? No, or? like you just don't have those anymore. Oh, yeah. Shit. So you do not have the abilities from Breath of the Wild. They've been replaced by, yeah, the Ultra oh, Hand fuse wow. and stuff. And so, like, this Zelda game. Zelda sucked them out of you. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking good lord. Was in a, it was in a visual novel that came out two years ago. You gotta I'm going to leave it open to your interpretation, uh -huh. but I was looking at like a Palpatine kind yeah, of stuff. Oh, got it. All right. You guys have dirty minds. That's not you. But um, because of these new abilities, I am looking at this game in an entirely different way. You know, like you're playing Breath of the Wild, and it is all right, like there's an island over there. Let me use the frozen block power to then like make this path for me to jump to the next thing. In this game early on, uh, there was like a, there was a shrine that was, um, that like I had water that I needed to traverse through to get there, but it was too long because I didn't have my, the, the stamina I needed to get there. And so legit, I'm like sitting there, like I'm racking my brain. I'm like, how do I do this? And I'm like, wait a second, I can fuse together a boat. And so I look around and I find um, some trees. I chop down the trees. I combined four different logs, I put a fan, I put two fans on the back of it, I put um, like a sail on it, and then like I get one of those Korok leaves to then like wave the nice, air, nice. and I get to the shrine that way, and I'm like, oh damn, like I would never, I, I, I wouldn't think that way in Breath of the Wild, and there are so many options to do that type of shit in Tears of the Kingdom, and it just totally opens up things, and opens up the pu puzzle solving shit. There are moments where I was struggling with shrines because you know, there's 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 a certain shrine I went to that had rails that I needed to to like basically grind through to like get to like the next platform or whatever, and I couldn't figure out exactly how to build the thing. And so I left and I came back and I was like, oh shit, okay, I I, I see now. Like Tony Hawk to is like hurting the skateboard. <laughs> Tony Hawk, I heard you need help. But I basically needed to I needed to combine boards in a way where I you know I had one long board. I took a second board, rotated it 90 degrees, placed it in the middle, and then put like the long board through the rail and then by uh, doing it that way I was able to actually grind the way through and it's those kinds of like puzzles and like those kinds of deeper systems that feel like they're doing way more than what I was doing in, in Breath of the Wild. Is it as easy as it sounds and looks? At first it was complicated. At first um, it was a bit to figure out because Again, my brain just wasn't thinking that way. Sure. And also, like, the controls for specifically Ultra Hand. It's tough. It's tough. It takes a little bit to get used to because it is a lot of rotating things, figuring out how to how you can fuse things in certain ways, figuring out what different tools do. And so, like, there's a group of tools in the game, a group of items in the game that are these Zonai tools. And there are different devices like fans, rockets, um, levers. Uh, there's, like, a fire hydrant. Like, these weird tools that belong for, to this ancient race that um function. An, air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> an air fryer like honestly like it's shit like that but like they function in a specific like advanced kind of way and so you for a fan for example and for any of these you hit them and it, they turn on right they're powered by power uh and so like you hit them and they turn on and they like have some kind of function right now barrett's showing fire a fire hydrant. hydrant that's like a zone eye fire hydrant 
And so, like, my God, it's our technology. What this little it's green to make the bar. motorcycle feel less. So weird. the green bar is another <laughs> meter you have. The green bar is basically like the power you have to use the Zonai tools. And so you hit it, and then it starts taking away from the from the power. But like right now, the the <laughs> the vid that Barrett is showing, I had a Bacoblin arm, and I used the fuse ability to fuse the Bacoblin arm to the fire hydrant to create a hydrant hammer. So now when I swing the hydrant, it spews out water, and like again. These are th this shit feels limitless. Like I feel like a, a crazy person explaining it, <laughs> but legitimately it works out in that way. Where I did the same thing with a fan. I uh, had one of the Zonai fans, and I was like, "What happens if I fuse this to a sword?" And I fused it to a sword, and I went and I fought a Bokoblin with it, and I swung at the Bokoblin, and like the wind of the fan blew it away. Uh, there was another one where one of the tools is a mirror, and so like then the, this is. Maybe like 40, 50 hours in, Makes into the game. reflect on himself. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God, this is what I look like. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Dude, I see my dad in this when I fight you. <laughs> but for the mirror, that's an item that I found in a shrine. And I was, I was struggling on the shrine. I was like, what the fuck does this mirror do? I can't figure this out. And like, just by like banging shit together, I fuse the the mirror to my shield. And I was like, all right, that didn't do shit. And then I come to realize that I just had to hold up the um there was a room i was missing so i had to take the mirror go to that room use it to reflect light and i figured out the shrine hours and hours and hours later i'm hanging out in the open world uh outside and i'm like smoking a cigarette <laughs> reading the paper just hanging out in the open world and i come across the cobblin i start fighting the cobblin and in the middle of our fight i like whoop out my shield and i forget that i have the shield that had the mirror attached to it that looked really goofy and i was like oh shit and as soon as i pulled it out the light from the sun reflected off the shield and shined into the Bokoblin's face. And the Bokoblin like went blind for a second and started being, started freaking out. Oh, and I was shit. like, what the fuck, dude? I <laughs> didn't even know that was a thing. Um, and that like, for me, that's where it comes in, in terms of, oh, this, this really does feel limitless in terms of the things I can do. I can combine whatever and like make new things and solve problems that way. And I, and as I'm 70 hours in, I am still discovering things I can put together to create new things. And it's a really cool feeling. I, I think that was always the thing that blew me away the most about Breath of the Wild is the, the, the nature of like, if this, then that, like we talk about when people, when you make this world limitless, if you stand in the electricity or if you stand in the water and then lightning hits and you're in the water, then it electrocutes you, all that sort of stuff, all those small little details. You mentioning this light thing kind of blew me away. Are there any other nature interactions that you remember of like maybe it was thundering this day or maybe i'm in the volcano area because i remember in breath of the wild being in the volcano area busting out a bomb and that shit exploding immediately because it's too hot for you or whatever like were there any cool interactions like that i've had i mean i've had that exact thing happen where i'm in a hot area and um there's the, some of the differences in this game. You know how in Breath of the Wild you had like a flaming sword you can collect or you had like the fire arrows or the ice arrows. All that stuff is done through fusing now. And so oh, it is okay. you having to be creative to figure out, oh, okay, I, I want to use a fire, um, a fire arrow. How do I craft one? And it is in the moment you take out an arrow, you press up to figure out what you want to fuse it with. And like you find a fire plant that you apply to it. And now it's a fire arrow. I was in a hot area and i busted one of those out and immediately like I <laughs> exploded and i died and i've had those moments a lot of it are echoes from breath of the wild where you have those same same systems thunder works the same way all that stuff works the same way but like i think there's a few more in there in terms of like the items that you have that are going to reflect reality in different ways um but yeah right now bear showing footage of a of a um one of the gliok boss fights which are, like these guys are basically the uh replacements for lionel's 
Um, and this guy fucked me up. And All I, the Lionels <laughs> are gone. <laughs> no more Lionels. Uh, I'm not fine. I I, I found one Lionel. Um. But like it seems like they most for the most part have been replaced. He was like, "Now nah, we're peaceful people now, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey man. I'm not like my forefathers, all right." <laughs> so, uh, oh, one one other thing I'll I'll bring to that too. Uh, they have the recall ability where you basically rewind things, right? Similar to how you would freeze objects and Breath of the Wild hit them and do whatever. This time around, you have the recall, which is the rewind. I was fighting a moblin and like he didn't have a weapon, so he started throwing rocks at me. And as he threw a rock at me, I used the recall ability. Pressed it on the rock and then it turned around and oh, like hit awesome. him. It came back in it time. It went back or and hit him. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool as hell." And it's funny because during the previews and during the trailers, you look at these abilities and they seem like they're applicative to a few scenarios. Like, oh yeah, certainly you can only recall certain things or you can only ascend certain things. And it's like, no, it works on everything. Any object in the world, you can recall. You see that mountain? You can go you, there. Yeah, you can recall, recall it. it. <laughs> um, you know, similar with the ascend. Like, if you have, if you look up in a indoor area or a cave or whatever and there's a thing there like it'll turn red if you can't ascend if there's something blocking the path if there's nothing blocking the path you will be able to ascend it and i've gotten places where i'm like i should not be here <laughs> because of the ascendability my question was going to be you know five out of five on our scale doesn't mean perfect mm -hmm. and this is also a switch game and we're always talking about when's there going to be a switch pro it can't run x y or z what is performance like on this what are the graphics like on this how does it how does it stack up in 2023 it looks like Breath of the Wild and it runs similarly to Breath of the Wild, right? Which is, I think, going to be maybe good and bad news depending on who you are because Breath of the Wild did have those moments where you go to the Lost Woods or you go to an to a area that has a lot of stuff going on on screen and you see the game start slowing down a little bit. But for me, that didn't bother me too much playing Breath of the Wild and now that I'm, I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom, it doesn't bother me too much here also. Um, the thing that has impressed me actually with how the game runs is that I've not gotten one bug. I've not gotten one glitch the game has not crashed once and i'm doing wow. it i'm doing wow. insane things in this game i am building like i've I, i've connected i am a god <laughs> <laughs> i i am connecting nine different objects and i am banging them against geometry and the game's not buckling and i for me that is way more of a technological feat of how the how in the world did you do this nintendo like i can't i cannot believe this game isn't crashing based on the things that i'm doing so there is that on the flip side, there have been a couple of moments where I am on a sky island, one of the islands in the sky. I jump off, I dive down, and like it's, it, this happens few and far between, but the game will freeze for a second to try and load in the area that I'm diving uh, into because I'm diving way too fast. Gotcha. That's like the one, those are the few moments where I have been like, uh, where I have noticed, okay, the game is. It's doing too much here. Like you can't keep up with what you're doing. But it's never, it's never felt like it's broken. It's more so been a thing of, okay, you're gonna load for a second. All right, cool. Now we're actually gonna get to the ground. But for the most part, it has been seamless of me jumping off of a sky island and then getting to the ground. And it, it like you're high up there. Like you'll be diving for a minute, and the draw distance is incredible. Like it doesn't feel real. Some of the things that they do do. <laughs> you with fall this out of the air here, tagging all the different things you want to go see. Yeah. Exactly. Imagine what they could do with. The power, with power, um, Wait, real, real okay, quick, staying on Sorry. the performance here. What yeah. was your balance between docked and handheld mode for this, and was there any difference or mm -hmm. anything you want to say about that? Uh, I played on docked for the most part, just because that's usually how I play a lot of my Switch stuff, and that's how I played Breath of the Wild, and looked and ran similarly to Breath of the Wild. I I um busted out handheld uh quite a, uh, for a little bit, and I'm playing on my OLED screen, and noticeably it does look real good on handheld, and I didn't, I played Breath of the Wild before the OLED Switch came out, and so like, 
was, this was my first experience playing it on OLED, and that shit looked popping. OLED's so good. It looked, it looked go. really great. Um, and so, yeah, like, visually, again, like, you're... It, it is what you expect from playing that previous game. One thing I will say, and I don't know if this was a... Like, something that they pushed forward, or if this is just a circumstantial thing. When you're in the Sky Islands... The lighting is way more direct, obviously, because you're way higher in the sky and the sun is hitting you directly. My first time, like, walking out of a structure and I'm on a sky island looking around, I was like, oh, shit, this looks really cool. Like, something here in the lighting and the visuals here is hitting more than I remember Breath of the Wild hitting. But I think that might just be the different location and what they probably had to do to, to like, account for being in the sky. I don't know. It's not... It, it, overall, visually, it's not necessarily a big step forward from how Breath of the Wild looks. As far as, like what I've noticed. I've, I've booted up Breath of the Wild now since playing this game to kind of like compare and contrast. It seems like it looks similar for the most part. But yeah, when you're in the sky, there is a brightness and a contrast here that I do dig. Breath of the Wild docked ran a decent amount worse, right? Because it was trying to do 1080. Mm -hmm. And I think it had a bit more like frame drops and performance issues because handheld is 720, right? So I think, I think if I remember that docked was doing 1080 and you had a bit more issues trying to run the game at that resolution. But you're saying that you didn't notice a whole lot of hitches or it, it really a whole lot of difference between either or? No, not really. Like, from uh -huh. docked to handheld? Yeah. No, not, not, not okay. really. Like, I'm sure it's similar. Like, I don't remember when I was playing handheld. I don't think I went to any, like, heavily forced areas. I'm sure it's the exact same result sure. in terms of, oh, yeah, it's better on handheld than it is on, uh, on docked, on playing on TV. Now, I have the question of the day, everybody. You mentioned that in this new world blessing, some castles have been floated up into the sky. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's some caves there. Mm -hmm. And when you walked into this cave, was it somewhat dungeon-like in structure? You want to know if there's dungeons in the yes. game? Yes. I'm going to tell you if there's dungeons in the game. But again right after, a word from our oh. sponsors. <laughs> Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Do you want to look as cool as I look? Yes, you do. And you can. You can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an unbeatable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn in my life. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Exclusively for you listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use the code KINDAFUNNY. You can get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. You can try for yourself the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Promo code KINDAFUNNY at ShadyRays.com. Now that we're back here, what were you going to say, actually? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. There are dungeons in this game. There are more traditional Zelda dungeons yeah. in this game. They don't, on the spectrum of Zelda Dungeon to D Divine Beast, it's a bit in the middle, right? Where scope-wise, they feel more like Divine Beast. Like, they're that, that size, right? You're ex expected to spend that amount of time in there, like an hour and a half of, okay, let me, like, figure this thing out. They don't feel as expansive as, like, the traditional um, 3D Zelda dungeons. That said... I think they hit a lot of the parts that matter when it comes to the traditional Zelda dungeons. They are more themed. 
right? They are, it's not, you're not going to the same copy and pasted Divine Beast and fighting the same different Ganon everywhere you're going. <laughs> um, you go to a dungeon and it is, oh, there's a story attached to it. You are unlocking the four things the four MacGuffins to then open up this thing like you're doing that um like there's more story that that plays to like the area of the map that you're in that led you to that dungeon there is a there are unique bosses to these dungeons yeah. I really liked the bosses uh this time around there's one boss I fucking hated but like <laughs> for the most part I really liked the bosses uh this time around they're way more varied and yeah like I had a, a I had a way better time with the dungeons in this game than I had with the Divine Beast in Breath of the Wild. And that was one of my few critiques of Breath of the Wild is that, like, man, I miss the traditional Zelda dungeons. That said, are these Twilight Princess dungeons? No. Yeah. Like, it's still... Few are. It's the few are, and yeah, it's still not on that level, I'd say. But I'm somebody who really enjoyed the shrines, and the shrines for me fulfill a lot of that gap, right? Where it is, these dungeons combined with the shrines? Cool. I'm down with that. Like, I actually absolutely, absolutely love that because in the streets, Andy... They mm -hmm. call me Puzzle Poppy. Of course, yeah. And I've so heard that. the more puzzles you can throw at me at a, like a consistent pace, the more happy I'm gonna be. And the fact that we get these shrines to be these bite-sized. All right, here's a puzzle here. Here's a puzzle here. Right, and like having that throughout my experience, and then getting to a dungeon, and it is, all right, like let's do the big thing. That is my jam. I actually do like that. And what I'll say is that I think there's a lot more tailored dungeon-like content that's there. Right, and I say that to say that during one of the main story missions. You know, like I'm doing my thing. I'm hanging out. I'm, I was hanging out with the, with the Zoras. I was like, all right, cool, Zoras. Yeah. What's good? Like, what's what's happening? Go for a swim. Let's go for a swim. I get to an area and I'm like, oh, this is the dungeon. Like, okay, like okay, let's do the dungeon. Like, let's go. And then I get to it, and it turns out that that was that wasn't the dungeon. That was just the path to get to the dungeon. Oh, the lobby, like Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, this is the real dungeon. Let's do this dungeon. I figured, and I finished it. And it turns out that wasn't the dungeon either. That was the real path to get me to the actual dungeon. And I was like, okay, this is definitely the dungeon. There's no way you can get more dungeon dungeon than this. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there is, it feels like they are, they took a lot of feedback from Breath of the Wild in Love terms it. of missing out on that kind of content. And there are like these set piece sort of, all right, you're in this cave or you're in this temple, you're in this specific area, solve this greater puzzle here before you move on to the next thing, which it's giving me the feelings that I loved about the Zelda dungeons. Andy, you you were teeing up to have a, a question for Bless. I thought you were going to ask, in a post-Elden Ring world, mm -hmm. what does this look like? Because I know that a lot of people, when we when we first saw the trailers for Untitled Breath of the Wild sequel, were like, ooh, underground caverns or whatever. And then Elden Ring comes out. Everyone loves it, how big it is. There's this underground section, all this stuff. Do you think that – where are you at with that? I – so there's a lot to say on this. I think this is where I'm going to say, like, if y'all don't want, like, spoilers, if y'all don't want, like, if you guys are wanting to go into this game clean, I'll say cl uh, click off now. Because what I'm about to talk about are, is stuff that they've not revealed or at least talked about in the trailers. Fucking knew this tied into Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> so Metroid Prime 4. Uh, it's, it's in this game. <laughs> so the next room I thought was the dungeon. It was actually Metroid Prime It was Prime actually 4. Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> So yeah, this is your last chance to click off before I, I get into like some of the nitty gritty of what's in this game. Make sure you comment, clicking, clicking off, bless. I'll be back soon, brother. And like I, I'll say, like play, play four hours of the game and then come job. back. Like you'll you'll know what I'm talking about here. Okay, so this game has the Sky Islands, it has the surface, and then there is an underground area of this game that is fucking huge. That like they've not <laughs> talked about. That is when I say huge, I mean it is. 
possibly the same size as the surface map. It's fucking gi like ginormous wow. down there. Um, and it does kind of the similar thing as Elden Ring, where you're like you go down there and you're, you're like, what the fuck is this? And like you keep going and like there's a lot of this here. Elden Ring like had that and it was done in portions, right? There's like three different large segments of it that you have on your map. And this game is legitimately it is the whole map. Like you go down there and it is it it's huge. It feels endless. Um, it's very interesting in the way they they they, they do it because you dive down and in the way that you dive down from a sky island to the surface, it's like that similar amount of length down where you dive. What? You dive down into a chasm and you're diving for a second before you finally reach the bottom and it is dark <laughs> and it's kind of scary. Um, but like... It says insert cartridge too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like they have these things down there that are like these... Um, these trees that you light up that'll help that'll like lighten up um certain areas to help expand it and it'll it'll detail it on the map similarly Tim, to how the towers do it they're the things that we saw in the trailer that kevin compared to the uh what is it a, a sack yeah yeah, 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 yeah. the piss yeah. sacks yeah. the piss sacks oh, yeah God, come kevin. on so you light up the piss sacks and that'll like help um unveil it on the map but uh when you don't have that you are using uh like these bright bloom seeds that you combine with your arrow to help like light up the area. And That's you're cool. basically exploring these dark caverns when you're down there. Gloom is, is the term for it, but gloom is taken over. And so you are, if you get hurt, your health doesn't recover. Like it shows up your hearts as like these like broken hearts. Uh, and so like, you can't recover that until you get back to some surface. sort of light. Um, yeah. Usually like you're going back to the, to the surface for that. Um, and again, like it's, big down there there are like side quests that'll take you down there and there's also side adventures in the game I don't, I don't i'm not talking about that yet but side adventures are essentially the more fleshed out side quests okay you know how like side quests in, in breath of the wild i think a lot of people were like oh well we want more out of this because it was like this lady like, wants butter yeah oh yeah go find butter for this yeah. lady or go collect my kids from school it's like just the most random of tasks yeah. um they have side adventures which feel more akin to actual side quests uh in this game and i had a side adventure down there that like that took me like maybe a couple hours to do like legitimately they sent me on a quest where i'm like all right let's do this thing and i thought it was a main quest that's how well fleshed out it, it was that like i was doing it and i was like oh maybe i have to do this to beat the game and no it just turned out to be another side adventure and it was really cool um but yeah like then that goes back to what i'm talking about when i'm talking about oh y'all spent six years doing this gotcha. because it's it's big and a cool thing about it is that like you'll see a sort of like a mirror of what's going on on the surface. Like you'll get to a, a surface town or whatever, or like an area, like a point of interest, and you go underneath it and, you, and there are kind of like references and elements to that surface location underground. Uh -huh. So you kind of see it refl reflected in that way. And it's, it's really cool. Kind of to, you know, keep going with the, the Elden Ring sort of direction. Sorry, Greg. Don't, Fine. Don't I'm, I'm happy to play a good Elden Ring. Um, how did you experience any sort of conditional stuff when we talk about you're running through a big wide open area in Elden Ring during the daytime but if you do that at night suddenly a big fucking boss drops down and you're like what the hell is this where did this come from like is there a blood moon yeah did the blood moon rise uh, blessing but also are you just experiencing stuff when there's if it's day or if it's night or are you having these random big boss encounters more than the high knocks and shit like that, like suddenly out mm -hmm. of the ground pops up a big turtle or some shit, you know? 
Uh, it's it's a lot similar to Breath of the Wild. So it is. You're gonna find your Hinoxes. There's a few more of those, like in the in the sky. And it's funny because it's actually it's it's kind of separated by sky surface underground. And so in the sky, they have those Hinox type fights, mm -hmm. right? That are these sub bosses. Uh, but they're those are new and those are different. And then underground, they have unique boss fights as well too. Um, that you'll find there. But like the night is similar to Breath of the Wild where it is you're finding the skeleton moblins and bokoblins. Oh my god, this tree's wild. Fighting a tree. Oh yeah, there was a part where I found a tree and the tree popped up from the ground and started fighting me and that was really scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, terrifying. Go for it. I was just going to mention what what's sort of like your go-to weapon combination? What did you kind of find yourself leaning on and going like, "Oh shit, I have these two ingredients. Hell yeah, let me go back to that one thing." So one of the Zonai tools is a flame emitter, which is basically a head that spews fire, just nice. a flamethrower. And like obviously, if you hit it, it spews fire. Um, I fused that to my shield, and so whenever I pull up my shield, it spewed out fire, um, which is really cool. So I just set enemies on fire. You can also just combine that with your sword. So whenever you swing your sword, spews fire as well, right? Like all that stuff works that way. Uh, that was one that I kept going back to. In fact, one point, and this is Barrett showing it if you're watching the video version. At one point. Most of my weapons were just flamethrowers. <laughs> I, I kept connecting the flame emitters. He was supposed to, to save us, but he's burning the yeah. world. Like, actually, yeah, Barry just had it. Like, I pulled up Raise my weapon it. thing, and it was all flame emitters. Um, I mean, another cool thing about that, too, right? Speaking to how versatile all these tools are. For a flame emitter, another thing I did with it, there's, um, I made a hot air balloon where... Like they have like the um, this game is insane. <laughs> I, there's so much to talk about, and like I'm like looking. Through, there's so much to, to talk about with it, but yeah, like you talking about the little uh, the water uh, balloon guys that oh the Octorox? No, I didn't use one of those guys. No, there's one of the Zonai tools is like a carriage, and then there's another one that is just straight up balloon. So if you collect if you connect those the air balloon right, but then I used to there's there's so many ways to make it go to where the first thing it shows you is oh get a torch. And then like the torch on fire and then hold it like when you're in the hot air balloon and the air balloon will go up, right? Because mm. fire like does the thing. Um, in a That's stroke bullshit. of genius, I was like, yo, fuck crazy. that. I'm going to get the flame emitter. So I got the flame emitter. I positioned it going upwards, placed it in the middle of the hot air balloon, went it like went into the air balloon, hit it. It fucking like, you know, spewed fire and like that shit shot right up. Like it was <laughs> going. Um, but again, like so many different solutions to so many different problems I can solve with all the tools in this game. Again, for all the praise we're heaping on it, what are the criticisms? Were there things you didn't like about gameplay? Like, I know we've talked a little bit about technical stuff. Yeah. Yeah, did you miss the old tools at all? No, actually. I didn't miss the old tools whatsoever because I I think they found smart ways to replace things like bombs. Um, like, for the... Because one of the like, two of the tools in Breath of the Wild were, like, the circle bomb and the square bomb. There is a Zonai tool that is literally a bomb. Okay, cool. And so, like, that replaces that, and, like, you're not going to use them as much. But then also you can craft explosive things whenever you want and so my favorite way of playing breath of the wild right now is just throwing bombs and launching people into the water it's just like it's just so yeah, fun the ragdoll physics right. are incredible i think the freezing time one is one that people might miss a little bit um like recall is is super dope in its own way um actually to bring it back to like you know critiques one thing i will say is that <laughs> the abilities in this game are so complex and so like malleable to whatever scenario that I, there are maybe seven to eight different puzzles that I straight up like broke by <laughs> combining certain abilities. Specifically, and I'm surprised that they let you do this, but um, I would use, in, like, in, in certain puzzles where it is, hey, get over this gap somehow, and like they give you the tools to do it, 
what I would do is I would use Ultra Hand, right? And Ultra Hand is what you're using to like move objects around. I would take an object like a block and I would move it to the other side and then I would bring it to the part of the gap that I'm at. I would then, you know, un-Ultra Hand it, go to recall and recall that block and then get on top of it. Oh, and time would rewind awesome. it to where I'm crossing this gap and then I'd get off. Now, that's also a compliment to the fact that like the game lets you do that. Like that is the cool thing is that, oh shit, you let me do that. If you understand the tools, you can use them however you want. You can use them however you want. There was a time where I- and It's done right, no can defend. <laughs> and that's the thing is this one, this one is more on me, right? There was a puzzle where I, you know how every shrine has a treasure chest that you can find in there. I was trying to figure out how to get the treasure chest in this, in this shrine. I'm like looking upwards and it's at the top of this like the, this ledge. And so I'm like, how do I get up there? Um, I found a fan and I was like, all right, what am I supposed to do? And so what I did, is <laughs> the stupidest thing. I took the fan. I did the same thing where, like, I levitated it up to the ledge. I then slowly brought it down. I then got on top of the fan, and I recalled it. And I was like, gotcha, developers. That was easy <laughs> as shit. Like, I broke the game. And then I realized that, like, I could have just turned on the fan so that it's, like, it's um, sending wind upwards and then use my glider to draft oh. upwards. That would have been the easier solution. That was the actual solution. I found a way harder solution that like, made me feel like I was breaking the game and getting one up on them. But like, that's on me. The game yeah. lets me do that. And so like, that's, it's almost, it's almost more of a compliment, but there were quite a few puzzles that I was able to use that, uh, that trick with, which is why I put it in like the, the, the uh, critique thing. Um, another thing I'll throw out there is for a critique, the game does have you retrace a lot of your steps from Breath of the Wild. Uh, this is the thing I mentioned earlier in terms of like, you're in Hyrule. It's a very similar Hyrule with a lot of changes and which is really cool, but also here are four big objectives and those big objectives are taking you to the same areas that you went to in Breath of the Wild. And so you feel like you're almost going on the same journey again and they find ways to spice it up and make it different and find uniqueness in it. And by the time I finished the game, Overall, I was like, okay, no, they, they did the thing. Like, I actually felt like that was a renewed experience. I would have loved for them to find out a way to maybe maybe make Terrytown a main location. Maybe make Luralin a main location. Like, maybe find ways so I'm not doing the same exact thing. Gotcha. But because of the story, I understand why they had to do it this way. But I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, damn, I'm kind of playing the same game over again. And so I think that is, that is one that I'll throw out there. Combat remains pretty much unchanged. You know, it's the same exact combat system from the previous game. The cool thing is that because of the combining systems, because you're able to kind of fuse whatever weapons, there's a bit more that you can play around with there, but I would love to see them maybe add in new combat animations or maybe find ways to make the combat a bit more fresh because I like the combat in uh, Breath Lazy of the Wild. Nintendo, man. But, <laughs> but like the, it, it's that thing where I'm like, you, the, the combat system isn't necessarily perfect. Like There are ways in which I think it feels stiff, like even hopping to the side and whatever. I'm like, if I would have loved for them to put in a little bit more I don't know, like dodge roll. Yeah, it's more maybe a dodge roll. Put, put some more action into the in, 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 into the adventure. Um, because there were some boss fights in, in particular where I'm like, ooh, this is difficult. And like, if the if the combat system felt like it, it could keep up with the fights that you're giving me, it would feel a little bit more natural. I wouldn't feel like I'm complaining. But um, yeah, there are parts of the combat system that, you know, like I I, I wish they would have put more TLC in terms of you know, um, revamping or just improving on what they had in the previous game. It felt relatively untouched. Playing um, Jedi Survivor recently, I was really impressed with the the game just starting off. You still have your powers from the last game, and you it only grows from there, and it only just gets better feeling and all of that. Something I'm a little worried about going into this game is that after 
all the investment I did into my stamina meter, into my life, mm. into all of that stuff, and even to the abilities, do you feel like the game kind of like gives you like from the starting point? Like, do you feel like you have to kind of re-get everything, or do they set you up in a way that you're like, I feel like whatever I want to be doing right now, I can to the right degree. So you do get Metroided essentially mm -hmm. uh, in this game, where you start off and you have the three hearts, you have the redone stamina meter, and the system is pretty much the same where you're going to shrines, you're picking up the items, and then you're giving those items to like um, an altar, and then you're asking for either more health or more stamina. Like that's pretty much the same. Um, what it does do from Breath of the Wild is that it gives you the four main abilities right off the bat in like the first few hours. And so it's not like you're going around and you're having like, you're slowly getting old train, you're slowly getting these other abilities. It is very much, all right, here are the abilities and every puzzle is solvable with these abilities. You don't so have you a two hour prologue of the Grand Plateau or whatever. You do, you do. Like it, it, it works that way. Ooh. Two hours? Well, ah, maybe. Cause I was hours, very yeah. surprised by how long the Grand Plateau took when I did it the other day. I was like, oh, I don't, remember this taking that long or like yeah you having to go this far to do shit it was kind of surprising you have a great plateau type area in this game great sorry not and great. it it's pretty much the exact same and, uh, and i don't mind it because it is you are getting new tools like you're not getting the same stuff and so they need that opportunity to, to teach, teach you. you and like these these abilities in this game are a bit more complex and a bit more to get your head around than the abilities in breath of the wild and so i think it's kind of needed the two hours and I, it doesn't feel like tutorial the full way necessarily. Like by the time you finish it, it's like, okay, like I, I just did a thing. I just, you know, and there's, there's story um, imbued in it as well. And so you're getting a little bit more out of it during it, which is nice. Um, but yeah, they do, they, they, they do have that. Um, but one thing I will say for tutorial, and this is another uh, con, um, is that like while playing the game, right? I'm like just looking through the open world. I'm 30 hours into the game and I'm entering into shrines. And some of these shrines are tutorial shrines. And I'm like, why are you teaching me how to use a shield or how to like use a bow and arrow when I'm 30 hours into this game? And I think part of that is just the fact that you can go any direction you want. And so when I'm returning to certain areas or I'm finding areas that maybe the, de the devs uh, thought that I would get to earlier, I'm doing shrines that are tutorial shrines, but that's the thing that I found. I wish they either got rid of those because like I feel like most people that are playing this game already played Breath of the Wild um, or found ways to put those all in like, one mm. early area because i yeah i got kind of annoyed when i found it like a shrine 40 minutes or 40 hours in that's like here's how to do stealth and i'm like i oh, just press r3 like it's not, i, it's not I do crazy. remember stories from when breath of the wild came out and people didn't go to the kakariko shrine and people learned like way too late how to do like the perfect dodge to do all yeah. the flurry attack so yeah yeah not su super surprising with how they kept that I, I like the, the balance of shrines, too, uh, this time around. One of my things with Breath of the Wild was that a lot of, um, like, combat shrines that were basically, like, you're doing the same combat weekends over and over again. And it was, like, what? Beginner, intermediate, advanced, or whatever. It was the same fight. Um, those aren't here this time around. In fact, what they do it's have... not here. Wow. Yeah, they don't have the straight-up combat stuff. It's basically, like, the, um, the tutorial stuff. Like, those are basically the combat things. Um, but what they do have are shrines that are kind of eventide islandish so if you played breath of the wild eventide island is an area that you get to where it strips you away of all your items and they're basically basically like hey do this challenge uh where you're i forget exactly what the thing is but like you take out this henox get i think it's get three balls or whatever and put them in the right things and then unlock a shrine i think that's what eventide island was um but you do and they take away all of your items so it was this like i gotta you i gotta you know chop down a tree get a stick 
get an apple so I got some heals and you're doing it on the ground level. There are there's a handful of shrines that are similar to that, not of that scale, but it very much is you step in and we've removed all of your items. That's cool. Take out four of these uh enemies. That's awesome. And like you have to figure out how to do it on your own. And I love that type of shit. Enemy variety? There's more enemy enemy variety uh this time around. And I re I, I really like the enemy variety. They find ways to Make the give the bokoblins a, a little bit more uh, variation, and then they find new enemies to put in here. And in the way that Breath of the Wild was a lot of Sheikah technology, and so you had the guardians, you had like a lot of Sheikah stuff. This game has um, like a new version of the Sheikah, right? Like a different thing that it, that it, that is rocking. And so you're fighting like right now. Bear showing a um, footage of me fighting a boss in the Sky Island. That's like. Again, like not not a Sheikah, but a Sheikah oh, like thing, <laughs> and so like I I I like how much like difference that the that the this type of shit brings to the enemy variety, and then then yeah, like different kinds of bokoblin, moblin type creatures that you'll find. Um, yeah, a lot more enemy variety that I like. In terms of story, characters, voice acting, are you stoked on it, or is it just kind of okay? In terms of story, characters. Love it. In terms of voice acting, too, I think the voice acting is really good. Um, and yeah, this this was way more of an engaging story than Breath of the Wild, in my opinion. I really love the characters they they introduced. I got excited for cutscenes. Um, awesome. I forget if I mentioned if me that memories make a comeback this time around, but like, you did. yeah, memories come back and they're easier to find. Um, and like, I got excited to find memories because legitimately the way in which the memories flow into what you're doing in real time, it is, oh, snap. I really got to figure out what's going on here because there's a really good mystery at, <laughs> at hand in the story. And I think they do a, um, a great job of, you know, like making that past, like the memory stuff matter um, to how you're uncovering what's going on in the mystery. So and they, so they like added like more stakes to it essentially. Yeah. Like stakes okay. in, in the sense that like, you really want to know what's okay. going on. Like what the fuck, what, like what is happening back, gotcha. back there. Gotcha. Um, D like how you're saying more engaging than Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like if Breath of the Wild is your favorite in terms of story of the Zelda games. It's but, not. But do, does it? How does it stack up to what you think are the best Zelda stories? Oh, that's a really good question. I really liked um, Twilight Princess in terms of story, and then Ocarina of Time. I like a lot as well uh, in terms of story. How does it stack up? I really, I, I think I, this this story might be a bit more on the higher end of Zelda stories for me. And I don't know if everybody's going to agree with that, but I just really liked a lot of what they introduced and how that stuff all comes together and plays together. And like, there are certain beats I remember listening to, um, you know, Barrett talk about some theories in terms of what if Zelda, like is what, what if this happens to Zelda? What if like, this is what's going on. And there are moments in this game where I, I thought back to Barrett's theories and I was like, Barrett, like th this is crazier than what Barrett was even coming up with. Like I can't believe this is where they went with some of this stuff. Uh, I really, really enjoyed a lot of the story moments um, in this game. But I'm curious to see what other people think because I don't know if that's going to be universal. Because I don't like it's still the memories. It's still so much of it is just exploring the world and taking it at your own pace. One thing I'll say too is that I like talking to characters and getting their stories. And you know, it's been six. Yeah, six-ish years since I played Breath of the Wild, so maybe this is the same thing Breath of the Wild has been long enough to where I forgot that this is an element. But I really, yeah, enjoyed 
following up, going to Kakariko, just talking to characters and saying, all right, what are you up to? Like, what's your role in this world? Like, oh, cool. Like, going to different Wait, areas <laughs> and really, like, taking in the different stories. Friday, the bro. <laughs> PGI, yeah, man. <laughs> Crack a few. But yeah, like, the actual dialogue of the side adventures and just seeing what characters are, are, are up to and all the little bits of, of dialogue and text you get just from the just random shit that's going on in the world, I found very enjoyable and irritating. Oh, so yeah. I think on that oh, level, yeah. I just really I really enjoyed the writing this time around. Two things: Korok seeds, Koroks, mm-hmm. and three things: cooking. <laughs> <laughs> cooking is pretty much the same. Okay. Um, yeah, like there's more material and things that you're picking up, and so it's more things to cook. But it works pretty much exactly the same. Um, ooh, remind me to get on something that's that's cooking adjacent, but not cooking. New recipes. Um, yeah, there are new, res- new recipes. Oh, cool. And then Korok seeds. Korok seeds are back. I don't know how many Korok seeds there are. <laughs> I've found enough to where I wouldn't be surprised if there's 900 again. That said, there is a certain type of Korok um, puzzle that is recurring this time around where uh, these Koroks have like backpacks <laughs> on and they're like my friend's over there and like you look camera pans and there's <laughs> there's a little korok that's like that has like a fire going and like there's smoke to like show you where the korok is and then it pans back to you talking to the korok with the with the backpack on it's like take me to my friend and so you're solving puzzles on how to get this korok from point that's a cool. to point b a little and, pikmin or something <laughs> yeah and like there's different ways to do it and like usually those are worth two korok seeds so i think maybe there's less korok cool. overall because those are then taking the place of like multiple Korok uh, challenges. But yeah, like, and, and that stuff is really fun because for, you know, it can, it can be as simple as I'm going to pick this guy up with my old train ability and just run him all the way there. There's another one where I took the Korok. I had like a horse carriage. And so like, I'm, I, I, I'm like, and I happen to be passing this Korok. And, like I see the Korok and I pick him up, put him in the back of the carriage and then I ride him to his friend. There was another one where his friend was at the top of a cliff. And so I looked around, I saw a rocket and I took the rocket, I fused it to his backpack, and like I kind of angled it so that hopefully he gets to the top That's of the flip. Awesome. And I had no idea if this shit was gonna work, but then like I hit Watch him. His ass. <laughs> I hit him. Two hours later. <laughs> the rocket takes off. This man, it's it's legitimately a cartoon where he takes off, he blasts off, but he landed perfectly where he needed to be. Like he got to that cliff and I went up there and I'm like, I got him a bit closer because he didn't land perfectly, but he that's got there. amazing. Uh, but yeah, that's how I got him there. And so a lot of this game is like, hey, how do you get thing from point A to point B using these fun tools that's that cool. we give you? That's really, and, really cool. Um, it's, real, it's, it's really fun. And so, yeah, Koroks are back, and they work the same way, where they, the more Koroks you find, the more you can um, increase your. your inventory space. Yeah. Great. Uh, so one of my favorite things about Zelda games is the hype moments. Like, they're, whether it's getting the Master Sword or the Temple of Time or, like, in Twilight Princess, so some of the, the boss fights, like, when you're on the tower fighting the dragon and the, the rain and all that stuff. The, and, like, when the music swells, things are hitting, you're just like, this is overwhelmingly rad. Yeah. Does this game have many moments like that? Yeah, uh, yes. Like, I don't know I don't know how much you define as many, but it has. it definitely has quite a few moments where i was like oh shit this is dope as hell like i can't believe that this is what we're doing right here um there are moments that gave me chills there are moments in the story that i that i i think by the time we, we get to the end of the year if we have like a best moment category there are moments from this game that i'm gonna bring up awesome yeah like that 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 stuff is is definitely here um i think i'm trying to think of those moments in breath of the wild and i might say this game has more of those than um in breath of the wild staying on their uh music how is it in this oh music is fantastic is there is there more bombastic stuff than there was in breath of the wild in story moments yeah and when you're still when you're 
just exploring the world. It plays it similarly to Breath of the Wild, where it's ambient. It's Great. the piano. Vibes. Yeah, it's, it's all vibes. <laughs> it's the piano when you're riding your horse. This game has music specifically when you're um, like diving through the air and like when you're gliding down. It has music specifically for that that I believe is different from Breath of the Wild. I don't remember having that in Breath of the Wild. Um, but like going back to the cave thing that we, or to the, like the the um, underground thing that we talked about, right? Like there's there are dope um, music notes that hit when um, like you know, I was diving down, I died all the way down the chasm, and there was, like, a horn that played that had me, like, dude, this is fucking, this is cool. Like, they they know how to play it smooth in a way where it is, hey, let's not overplay it, let's give them just, like, one instrument that's gonna really make this moment. But then you get to the hype moments, and the, the music is fucking hitting, dude. Yeah. Yeah. What, how much uh, is the sax going off? Because that, that quite a bit. Yes. Yeah, there's quite a bit of sax. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Good. The first credit in <laughs> <laughs> shot to the sax. <laughs> um, we're, we're getting to the end of this review. I'm sure we're going to be talking about Zelda a lot in mm. the, the coming weeks. Once uh, we all start playing it. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. I, 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 I think next week's Gamescast is going to be our thoughts so far on Zelda continuing. So please definitely let us know in the comments below what questions you have uh, and all of that. Um, do you guys have any final questions you want to ask? I'm good to go, man. My question for you then, Blake. Mm. I, I started this off saying this is an event game. We expect this to be in the game of the year conversation. Do you expect this to be in the conversation and taking that step above that, do you expect this to be the game of the year right now? I mean, it's 1,000% in the conversation. I would be shocked to see this game not in the conversation. For me, if a game comes out this year that gets above Bref or gets above Tears of the Kingdom in my game of the year conversation, then this is one of the greatest years of all time for video games. And I, I find it really hard to think of a game that's going to do that, right? Like, if Starfield ends up being a huge surprise, maybe, uh, like, maybe if Final Fantasy 16, based on how, like, what I've heard Michael Heim and people say about it, like, maybe but i find it really difficult to, to think of a game that's going to surpass this game in the game of the year conversation for me and yeah in the kind of funny game of the year conversation this is that is that is that crazy thing where this is such, such a dope year but i think this will be in the top three for sure for sure greg what's that do for you exciting tim it is exciting very very exciting. yeah oh let us know in the comments below how excited you are for tears of the kingdom uh coming out so very very soon we're going to be covering the absolute hell out of it over here on kind of funny we're going to be doing a whole bunch of streams there's a uh 45 minute um your your first 45 yep. minutes with the game video that's going to be going up um tonight later tonight and then um we're going to be streaming the game for as long as we are allowed to uh before release and uh, so greg miller's gonna be doing that uh yeah, and then no, no, no. I no, believe no. I'm doing yeah. it. Bless Thursday. is going to do it Thursday um, for the, as much as we're allowed to play from the very beginning of the game for you to see him and answer your questions live. And then Friday, Greg Miller will be starting up his game. We're going to be going the whole time. Uh, I'll be hanging out. I think it's the three of us mm -hmm. actually uh, hanging out. Um, On top so. of that, Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny has Remember Blank talking about remembering your Zelda. Yeah, so there's going to be a whole bunch of fun stuff there. Thank you all uh, for listening, for watching, whatever it is, for sharing this video with people. We've been having an amazing time at Kind of Funny right now. We're really feeling the momentum, and we want to keep it going through Summer Game Fest, all the big summer releases, all the way to Spider-Man 2 in the fall. Starfield, oh, what a time to be a gamer. Uh, Bless, thank you. Thank you, and congratulations for, for putting this much work, time, effort, everything into this. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's a big old game, and you did it's the a, damn it's thing. It's a big 70 hours, and... Like ten days, <laughs> or yeah. like maybe like yeah, like a week and a half. Yeah, I mean, worth it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Gotta love it. Anyways, until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.